Hello and welcome to another episode of Fisher's Island Community Radio Shorts. Today we have David Hoke on. Uh, he'll be speaking about Red River, which is the film that he'll be screening as part of his classic movie night series at the Community Center this coming Thursday, April 8th. Here's Dave. So on April 8th, the film is Red River. Correct. It's a Western. Uh, came out in 1948. It was actually filmed in 1946, but um, it encountered some legal problems, which I'll say for people who show up, I think you'd rather know more about the movie. <laughs> um, and it's uh, a bit of historical background. The movie is set okay. in 1866, following the end of the Civil War in Texas. And uh, most of the men, of course, had gone off to fight for the South in the Civil War. And when they returned, um, they found that most of their herds of cattle at the time, which were famously Longhorn cattle, mm -hmm. had uh, not only grown larger, but they had scattered all over the countryside. And so, um, and this was a real problem. And they, they, of course, rounded up most of the cattle, but their problem was they had no market. Um, Texas was cash poor after the Civil War, and their best market, of course, was up north. So that meant their only choice was to uh, drive the cattle over a thousand miles up to Missouri, and that's at the time where the closest uh, railroad heads were. Um, now there was a, uh, during the Civil War, there was a, a well-known scout named Jesse Chisholm, and he had marked a trail for a cattle drive from South Texas all the way up to Missouri. And it famously became known as the Chisholm Trail, named after him. And he had marked all the best river cro crossings, the areas of graze and everything. And so this is a fictional story of one of those first cattle drives. But again, it's based on real incidents that most of these Texas ranchers faced mm -hmm. and originated in a, a well-known Western writer at the time <clears throat> named Borden Chase published a story in the Saturday Evening Post, one of the more popular magazines at the time. And um, director Howard Hawks uh, read the story and thought this would make a good movie. He contacted Borden Chase, who he knew quite well, and asked him to come up with a screenplay. And so he expanded the story, added more characters and uh, more incidents. And that was the basis for the film. Um, now, Howard Hawks, of course, was one of the more preeminent directors, you know, through the 30s, 40s, and 50s. I could go on endlessly about his background, but um, he was uh, well-known among uh, Hollywood uh, companies, and, uh, you know, his, some of his best friends were people like Ernest Hemingway and F. Scott Fitzgerald, so he knew some of the best writers. He would often get them to work on his screenplays also. And he loved to work in a variety of genres, not just Westerns, but, uh, you know, he did screwball comedies like Bringing Up Baby and Monkey Business with Cary Grant. Mm -hmm. He did uh, two film noirs with Humphrey Bogart, one we just showed here, To Have and Have Not. And he did The Big Sleep, also a very famous film. Uh, he did the World War I uh, drama uh, Sergeant York with Gary Cooper. He loved to work with big name actors and actresses. Uh, you know, he worked with Marilyn Monroe a couple of times with Monkey Business and the musical Gentlemen Prefer Blondes. <laughs> so um, 
but he loved to do westerns too. And John Wayne was one of the uh, well-known actors that he liked to work with quite often. And he's the headliner in this movie. And he plays the, um, you know, the head of one of these ranches who has this problem mm -hmm. to drive his herd of cattle over a thousand miles. <clears throat> so one of the intriguing parts of this is that um, Montgomery Cliff, who was an upcoming actor at the time, was cast as John Wayne's uh, son in this movie. And Montgomery Cliff was a, a method actor, a new school of acting, um, including people like Marlon Brando and Paul Newman, whose uh, method acting means they would try to become the character they were playing. Okay. And, uh, you know, when um, Marlon Brando played a taxi driver, he would actually ride around in a taxi for a while so he could learn that. So Montgomery Cliff, a very Broadway-associated actor, needed to learn cowboy. <laughs> Never ridden a horse before. And um, he had to learn to co-star with John Wayne, a well-known Western actor. So it's a very con kind of a conflict of styles, but it happened they got along really well. Yeah. Uh, and so uh, that's one of the interesting aspects of it. And uh, the film itself is kind of a mutiny on the bounty kind of story that takes place on this uh, trail drive. It's one of the best movies I think you'll ever see about a cattle drive. Cox actually uh, rented a herd of longhorn uh, cattle of 9,000 wow. to film this movie. And so all the scenes are very realistic. You learn a lot of, ca uh, you know, cattle drive terms and how it's done and that kind of thing. Mm -hmm. I think if it was filmed today, you could not do this with real cows. You'd have to go to CGI effects or something like that, right. like they do for all the superhero movies today. And, and where was so it filmed? <clears throat> What's that? Was it was it filmed in Texas? Uh, yeah, it was filmed in Texas and uh, um, on location. Uh, even though uh, Technicolor was available at that time, Howard Hawks considered the Technicolor prop, uh, process too garish. That was his word. <laughs> so he wanted he thought black and white was still the most realistic way to present it. So the film isn't black and white, although it's. Um, some of the shots are really gorgeous black and white, again, on location photography mm -hmm. uh, at the time. Um, and uh, Wayne and Cliff are surrounded by an interesting cast at the same time. Prominently, a lot of people are familiar with Walter Brennan, who always played the, like the, uh, the, the sidekick of the hero and so forth. And he plays uh, the check wagon cook in this, and he's very good. Uh, Joanne Drew, uh, John Ireland, and um, Harry Carey Jr. and Sr., son, uh, son and uh, father. And uh, Noah Berry is another actor you might, uh, people might find familiar from the Rockford Files and so forth. Um, uh, there's different um, problems that happen on the way. Legal thing I won't get into, but um, Hawks had, he was troubled by the ending of the film, which I can't, uh, relay right now i don't want to spoil the ending oh yeah no, no. But, save that for um, people who come to but see it. it was filmed in several different ways and tested before different audiences and they finally settled on the one that seemed to satisfy the audiences the most and that received the ending in particular received some criticism from some critics at the time so 
depending on your on how you feel, what the something we may talk about at the end of the movie and see how you feel about the way it ends. Uh, that's one of the interesting parts. But altogether, it did get uh, very good reviews at the time. It was a commercial hit. Um, the American Film Institute has it in the top 100 movies ever made uh, on their list of the best Westerns. It comes in as the fifth best Western ever made also. And even though it's uh, 1948, it still really holds your attention. And there's some very famous shots in it, um, such as the start of the cattle drive when he has close-ups of all the cowboys, you know, uh, cheering and waving the cattle on to get them started. And there's a number of other famous scenes, including the famous John Wayne walk at the end, which everybody adapted after that <laughs> at the time. So, um, there were two versions of the film. Uh, one, um, the uh, studio wanted um, a different cut of the film for European audiences. Hmm. And it required, uh, uh, Hawk's version has um, um, book pages that kind of uh, uh, tell where the story is going. They only are on screen for a few minutes and you read about what's going on and then it cuts to the action. And so they're the, sort of the like title pages, pages. Yeah, the book pages kind of flip over. Got it. And so um, the studio wanted that those things to be narration. Uh -huh. So Hawks called back in Walter Brennan and he actually narrated some of the story there. And that was re what, was, what re was released in Europe at the time. Now, when Criterion uh, released this D DVD back in 2014, they included both cuts of the film. Hmm. Um, the one with the narration is actually six minutes shorter, so they trimmed some of the scenes also for European audiences. Huh. But Hawks always preferred his version, which is 133 minutes. So it is a little bit, you know, 15 minutes over two hours long. Um, but that's his favorite version. That's the one we're going to show. Got it. And uh, Criterion is one of the best companies in terms of remastering old movies. So it really looks good. Again, almost new on the big screen. Very exciting. <laughs> so, 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 so the, uh, just as a uh, short plot summary, it seems, so it's, uh, it's about this cattle drive, but really it's about the sort of things that happen uh, on the cattle drive between the characters involved. Right. And like I said, uh, um, John Wayne is the, you know, he's the trail boss of the cattle drive and his methods uh, become, you know, rather harsh along the way uh, because he's determined, you know, he doesn't, he, you know, he doesn't want anybody to like leave halfway through because of the conditions. So he demands that once they sign on, they have to stay with the herd. Uh, you know, they run into things like stampedes and Indian attacks, all kinds of things happen. And, but his methods become more harsh until his son um, actually takes over the herd. So there's a mutiny and John Wayne's character uh, is kind of left behind and he hires on a group of gunslingers, so to speak, to follow the herd and confront his son at the end of the drive. Oh, wow. And that's where we lead into the controversial ending. And there's a lot of suspense along the way as to what, what, how that's going to end up. Awesome. <laughs> so that's our story. So again, it's one of my favorite Westerns. I think it's usually counted as one of John Wayne's Westerns. Um, his 
mentor in the business was the director John Ford, which we just you know saw one of his films and drums along the Mohawk, mm-hmm. and um, he's the one that really brought John Wayne to an American audience's attention. And when he saw a cut of Red River, he famously said, "I never knew the SOB could act." <laughs> <laughs> and so, you know, John Wayne is really good, and you can see he can actually play. He's not a very likable character, which is unusual for, for the time because he was one of the top box office stars at the time. Mm-hmm. So it's a different kind of characterization for a John Wayne film than you may be used to. Great. <laughs> and and uh, as, as usual, the screening will be at the community center on we yep. said April 8th at seven? Seven o'clock, yep. Um, and uh, we've had several people listen to our podcast. I had some people come to last uh, our last movie because they heard our podcast. Oh, so, that's great. So, that it's, <laughs> so I'm hoping we'll, you know, we'll continue this and uh, you know, more people will listen and uh, we'll get a few more people uh, you know, out there. And, you know, I think the people who saw our last film really enjoyed that film, and I'm hoping this will continue. And I think for a Western, uh, this is, I think, one of the best. So I would encourage people to come out and give it a try. Great. Yeah, no, that's uh, really exciting to hear. And um, yeah, it'll be, uh, hopefully there'll be a number of people there and can have a little mm-hmm. discussion after about the alternative endings as well. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Sounds good. Well, thank you very much. And we'll, uh, I guess we'll see you again next week. Okay. Thank you very much. Alrighty. Bye-bye. Thank you for tuning into another episode of Fish Island Community Radio Shorts. That was Dave Hoke speaking about the next film he'll be screening, uh, which will be on Thursday, April 8th at the Community Center. Uh, it's Red River. Um, thank you very much for listening and see you next time.